This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, I'm pretty sure this is how Red Dawn began, a spy balloon floating over Montana and a weak, feckless U.S. president doing nothing, just waving to the cameras and everybody demanding we shoot it down. But no, Joe doesn't want to do that because Joe is very fond of uh, China. He's got some good friends and and business connections in China, so I don't think we'll be shooting it down. I just don't have a reason, other than Joe Biden's conflicts, I don't have a reason why we wouldn't shoot it down. The uh, the Chinese have admitted it's theirs, and they said, ooh, it was an accident, just kind of blew off course, you know, blew off course a few thousand miles, and it just happened to be spotted above um, our nuclear missile silos in the state of Montana. It just happened to float through Alaska float through Canada and then kind of hang above uh, above the state of Montana where we keep all our nukes. No big deal. We're sorry. Won't happen again. All I can ask is what if that were a U.S. Uh, spy balloon floating over Beijing or floating over parts of China where they keep their nuclear missile silos? Do you think the Chinese would be as uh, understanding and just say, Sorry, uh, no big deal. Uh, just, it's comical. The, the weakness of this administration, the weakness of this country in the face of this threat is really something to behold. If, you, if you're not paying attention, uh, a, a, a spy satellite the size of uh, three school buses, that's the description, full of advanced uh, surveillance equipment, is just kind of hanging above the state of Montana. Uh, and uh, they claim they didn't mean it. <laughs> you would have to be as dumb, as gullible as Joe Biden or as dumb and gullible as Anthony Blinken to believe that or even to pretend to believe that. Most people, most people with any understanding of foreign affairs, of the relationship with China are demanding we shoot it down. My question, and I really don't have an answer to this, is can we go up there and yank it down? Do we have a capability to send up some aircraft and, uh, you know, like, like gaff it like a fish and bring it down? Cause they, they, they claim, and this is laughable too. They claim they can't shoot it down cause they're afraid the debris might harm civilians. There are no civilians. <laughs> there's, there's no people. It's Montana. I just looked this up. Montana has 147,000 square miles and 1.1 million people total. They have a million people. They're the fourth largest state in the union, 147,000 square miles. It's not going to hit any civilians. And uh, they know that they know that's really not a risk. That's an excuse. But the, the fact is that Joe Biden is beholden to China. Joe Biden is going to take no provocative steps that Beijing does not approve of. So uh, let's just watch it float around and uh, take pictures of our nuclear facilities. Maybe they can move on from there to other places of, of keep, maybe they'll float it. They'll float it over the white house and the Capitol, and maybe it'll get stuck on the Washington monument. We can only hope, but God, the latest, just the latest embarrassment to the United States, the latest slap in the face. It's been floating around for a couple of days. <laughs> we just, someone just looked up and hey, what is that thing? That's not the moon. The moon's over there. Oh, it's just a spy balloon. Um, it is floating above Maelstrom Air Force Base with three nuclear missile silo fields. And it's been floating up there for a while, taking plenty of pictures. The uh, regime media has uh, got their talking points. Uh, NBC News uh, announced this morning, I just saw it, that um, it has limited surveillance capabilities. It's not really that much of a threat. It's almost laughable to listen to these shills, these stooges get out there and do uh, damage control for the administration. This is uh, just breaking this morning. NBC, Jennifer Jett, China urged calm Friday and said it was looking into reports of a high altitude surveillance balloon suspected of belonging to Beijing hovering over the United States while Canada said it was monitoring a potential second incident. So they might have another accidental and another accident where one of their surveillance balloons floats over Canada. U S officials said Thursday, the military was monitoring the balloon 
which flew over the Aleutian Islands and through Canada before being spotted over Billings, Montana. A senior defense official said the U.S. was confident the balloon belonged to China, which has flown stratospheric balloons over the country before, but usually not for this long. China Foreign Ministry spokesperson Mao Ning said Beijing was assessing the situation and the speculation and hype was not helpful while the facts are still being clarified. Quote, China is is a responsible country that always abides by international law and has no intention of infringing on any country's territory or airspace. Mm. Mao said, we hope both sides can handle this together calmly and carefully. Uh, Anthony Blinken, that squish, that little worm is due to visit China um, soon. Uh, Mao said she had no information on whether the visit will be affected. Of course it won't be affected. He'll be over there soon and he'll bow down before Xi Jinping and he'll get his orders and he'll bring them back to, to another uh, uh, China stooge, Joe Biden, and they'll do what they're told as always. I mean, the idea, the possibility, the thought that Joe Biden would even consider shooting this down is laughable. Of course he won't. They know he won't. They're doing this. They're sticking their finger in his face, knowing he will do nothing in retaliation. He's, uh, I think he's in the minority on that one. I think most people are uh, demanding we do something. This is uh, clearly, uh, they're clearly lying. Believe it or not, the Chinese are lying. This is not an accident. Of course, not an accident. Um, uh, There are other apologists for China saying, what's the big deal? Satellites do the same thing. Well, then why do they need a balloon over our, uh, over our nuclear missile facilities? What's the purpose? Oh, I forgot. It's an accident. They were just checking the weather up in the, you know, uh, what, 5,000 miles away. (laughs) And it just floated off course. God, it's it's just going to be maddening. You you know uh, Trudeau all, just gave it safe passage through too. All day, all weekend, you were going to see these these stooges at NBC and ABC and CNN come out and say it was just an accident, it's just a weather balloon. It's no big deal. That's their job, and we'll get to 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 more of that because it doesn't matter what the story is. The mainstream media has one job: protect the regime, and they will do it at all costs. Uh, this is another statement from a, a Chinese foreign minister spokesman this morning. I believe this is just breaking this morning. He, they admit the airship is from China. It is a civilian airship used for research, mainly meteorolo- meteorolo- meteorological, affected by the westerlies and with limited uh, self-steering capability. The airship deviated. Far from its planned course, the Chinese side regrets the unintentioned entry of the airship into U.S. airspace due to force majeure. The Chinese side will continue communicating with the U.S. and properly handle this unexpected situation caused by the weather. Uh, that is a joke. Every smart, any, anyone who's paying attention knows it's a joke. Uh, we have lots of people, lots of people in Congress the Senate, lots of people in Mar-a-Lago saying time to shoot it down. That's another reason Biden won't shoot it down because Trump is demanding we shoot it down. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if any civilians, it's just Montana. These people are armed up, man. They, do they have anything capable of shooting a balloon down from 60,000 feet? And again, I have not heard an answer to this question. Is there a way, there must be a way with today's technology that we can grab it and bring it down and inspect it. Uh, I see some people, some conspiracy theorists, there's no such thing as a conspiracy theorist anymore. Some skeptics saying we can't shoot it down because it might have a bioweapon in it. Maybe the whole plan is to release another deadly virus (laughs) because, hell, it worked last time. Let's be honest. Imagine if that balloon was carrying COVID. (laughs) Yeah, another another strain of COVID. Uh, I put nothing past them. They released the virus on the world uh, three years ago. It succeeded in killing 7 million people, a million Americans, destroying our economy. What did we do? We apologized to them because someone called it the China virus. We wouldn't 
uh, all agree that it came from a lab because that would be racist. So they probably saw a reaction the last time they released the virus on the world, perhaps intentionally, and said, hey, let's give it another, give it another go round. We need a boost to our economy. Let's send another virus to the Western world. Uh, we don't know. We don't know much. We do, we do know it belongs to China. They admit it belongs to China. And we know so far the uh, administration is doing nothing. I, I assume Joe's in uh, Rehoboth Beach probably, or maybe Wilmington, or maybe maybe he's down in St. Croix again or St. Lucia or wherever he went. Uh, it's Friday. It's, it's almost you know, 10 a.m. on the East Coast, which means they'll be calling a lid soon and Joe will be taking the weekend off. But it'll be a big deal on the Sunday talk shows and among the media all weekend. And every button, most people will say, how do we allow this? Honestly, how do you allow, how do you look the other way and say it was an accident? Of course, it's not an accident. Nobody believes that. No. It's thousands of miles off course. And according to Canada, there may be another one up there. I mean, I think they're just pushing Biden, knowing they can push all day and he'll do nothing. He'll say nothing. There'll be some hollow statement saying, you know, don't let it happen again. But again, I ask, what if we did that? What if we sent a, a spy balloon over Beijing? It'd be shot down in 10 seconds and they'd probably retaliate. But uh, we are an international laughingstock. Do we have Trump's very uh, nuanced truth social post? Uh, I, don't, I don't know what time this was, but I'm going to guess about five minutes after he saw the news story or the photos and the video of the balloon, Trump chimed in with uh, three words, I believe. Is this, is this his, uh, he might have come up with another statement later, um, but uh, he came up with uh, three words. Capital uh, letters, of course. <laughs> no, uh, no punctuation. Just three words. Shoot it down. What's the problem with shooting it down? There it is. Capital letters. Shoot down the balloon. I'm sorry. Four words. In case you weren't sure what he was talking about, he made it clear. Shoot down the balloon. He spelled all four words right correctly, I believe. Yes, he did. Uh, and that thing went viral. And lots of people are saying exactly that, uh, including, as I said, Congressman. This is. Um, Ryan Zinke, congressman, I believe from Montana, former Navy SEAL. He writes, shoot, period, it, period, down. The Chinese spy balloon is clear provocation in Montana. In Montana, we do not bow. We shoot it down. Take the shot. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of uh, push for that. I think you're you're howling at the moon or you're howling at the balloon if you think Joe Biden is going to do anything. We know he's compromised. We know he's made millions. That that beach house we keep seeing from the aerial photograph, the one in the mansion in Wilmington, he doesn't have those places, if not for his relationship with China, as we have learned uh, without just, a doubt from that laptop. But I know you're not a Star Wars guy, but it's exactly like when they saw the Death Star for the first time, and they're like, "Really? That. I didn't know that." I, I'm. I, that's one thing. I. It's. You, you might not believe it. I've never seen Star Wars. I have no interest. I see. I'm not you know, I see spaceships, and I just keep keep flipping the channels. I don't have any interest. It doesn't interest me. But I'll take your word for it. What happened after that? Was there retaliation in Star Wars? Uh, actually, the the Death Star blew up an entire planet, so we might be in trouble. Really? Yeah. Well, it uh, it didn't work out well for the um, for the Chinese. Well, it wasn't the Chinese. It was the Russians, I guess, from uh, Red Dawn. But it didn't work out for the invading forces in Red Dawn. The Wolverines kicked their ass. So I think they should take that as an object lesson. Watch Red Dawn, mm. you you red commie bastards. <laughs> Trump's value just yeah. gets shown more and more every day. No one pulled this crap when he was in office. Even even Obama. Uh, it, it, we, I mean, nobody, nobody thinks they would ever uh, do this if uh, Trump was in office. Everybody knows. I mean, and Trump said earlier in the week that uh, he would end the war in and Ukraine and the war in Ukraine in 24 hours. I do, I think that's well, that's not true. That's hyperbole. But he would end it. In fact, I don't think it ever would have started. I think he would take every measure in the, uh, that he could to get two sides to sit down, negotiate a settlement. He would end the war because he doesn't have, his family is not compromised. He doesn't need a money laundering operation. Uh, and 
it wouldn't be 24 hours. I think that was unnecessarily glib to say it ended in 24 hours, but he would end it. It wouldn't, we wouldn't be at war. We wouldn't be sending a hundred billion dollars. There wouldn't be 200,000 dead civilians, but Joe Biden has his reasons as we know. So uh, the war goes on for who knows how long, maybe we'll have to wait two years for the next president to actually demand that the two sides sit down and talk peace. But for now, Joe, Joe wants war. He loves war. Joe's friends in the, in the defense industry love war. His son certainly loves anything, you know, to distract from his uh, relationships in uh, Ukraine. But uh, yeah, Ryan Zinke is the uh, representative. I believe they only have one <laughs> uh, in uh, Montana. It's such a small state representative in uh in um, Montana, and he's a Navy SEAL. He's 61 years old now, but uh, he says flat out, this is provocation, shoot it down. And he's an unbelievably decorated hero, Navy SEAL, who was in the, uh, in the military for uh, like 20, you know, 20 years or something. People like that are going to be kicking and screaming all weekend if this thing is still floating up there. Where's it go next? Does it just head to the East Coast? Hold on. I'm going to look, see if I can see it. Uh, you know what? It's too cold for a weather balloon in, in Boston. By the way, uh, it's really cold in Boston. I don't know if the rest of the world cares, but uh, they canceled school. <laughs> I, I, I never heard of such a thing. They canceled school. We have all these new electric school buses, beautiful yellow school buses that get Kamala Harris excited and they cancel school for cold. And they tell, they tell uh, the, the local news media that it's because some kids don't have warm enough clothes or don't know how to dress warm enough. That is true. That was the explanation. <laughs> uh, talk about low, big, uh, the low, uh, the uh, soft bigotry of low expectations. We have to cancel school because kids don't know how to dress for a cold day for the little walk they have from their home to the bus. I'm pretty sure the schools are heated. If they're not, they should be because they get a lot of money from the taxpayers. I don't really care. I don't have a kid in Boston schools, but can you imagine being a parent? You got to get to work and they say, sorry, no school. You got to stay home with your kids because it's too cold. I hate to sound like that old guy, but uh, man, we have gone soft. That happened school. Yeah, that that happened to weather. me once, one time That's, in my entire my entire life in school. But it was like negative twenty without the wind chill. I don't. I mean, it never happened when I was in school. But uh, I don't. I never heard of it. It's too cold. Not pipes didn't burst. You know, the the, the heat didn't go. They just canceled it because they think the kids walking from home to the bus or walking home to the school will be cold. Yeah, they will be because it's it's New England. It's February. That's that's how it works. But uh, good news for the kids. They get to stay home. They don't even have to shovel any snow. They get to stay home and watch cartoons and play video games all day. But uh, that is the latest on the provocation. That is the latest taunt from the Chinese Communist Party to Joe Biden. And I don't know why they shouldn't be more grateful. I mean, Joe's been doing everything they want so far. But uh, anybody who believes I'm, I'm going to I'm just going to be uh, laughing my ass off all weekend when I hear, you know, NBC News or CNN reporters say it was an accident. It just blew off course. It was a mostly peaceful spy balloon. <laughs> mostly peaceful. spy. Balloon. They didn't really mean it. They said they were sorry. <laughs> or one guy, I forget who it was, said, uh, you know, it's no big deal because satellites can do the same thing. Well, then why did they send their balloon over our missile silos? If it doesn't do anything, if it's not, if, if it's, uh, if it doesn't help them in surveilling our, our missile silos, why'd they do it? Oh, I forgot. They didn't mean it. It was an accident. We'll be monitoring it. Maybe, who knows? Maybe, you know, Joe Biden will, uh, have a rare lucid moment and say, you know, let's shoot that thing down. If you want to argue against shooting it down because you think, whatever, it's an act of provocation, that's fine. Don't tell me it endangers the civilians because it's Montana. And and by the way, it was over the ocean for a while. If if you wanted to shoot it down and risk nothing, 
He could have shot it down while it was over the Pacific Ocean, over the Aleutian Islands. Uh, and, and B, you could shoot it down over Montana. Nobody's going to get hurt. And please don't say it was an accident. God, you sound just my advice. My advice to uh, the reporters at CNN and NBC and the rest of the regime media, the Washington Post, New York Times, don't go with that. You sound like fools. I mean, I know you're used to sounding like fools, but if you go on national TV and say, the Chinese didn't mean it, it just blew off course and happened to end up over our nuclear missile silos, you sound like fools. But then again, that's nothing new to you. All right, we got to get, we got, you know, they sound like fools in, in many, many ways, especially yesterday. We got so much to get to. Ironhead is back from South Carolina. I'm not sure why you came back. I mean, honest to God, you come back, <laughs> it's negative 20 degrees or whatever it is at your house. Um, stay you, there. You're young. You get your whole life ahead of you. Don't, don't, don't live here. What's the point of I living mean, here? I mean, I miss my wife. I miss my kids, but I miss yeah. my, I miss my Callahan coffee more than anything. So I had right. to come back. You can, I'm pretty sure you should get it there. You can get it anywhere. Just go to callahancoffee.com. They'll send you a pound. Uh, but yesterday was a wild day. I got so much to get to here. We got to get to the, uh, the meltdowns from, uh, the squad, the theater kids in Congress. Uh, we got, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden explaining how many women he has an administration. And I, I think this, and, and we got uh, a couple of stories, which we never got, we, well, we, we haven't gotten to yet, which I have so many questions in New Jersey councilwoman assassinated in her car. Gunmen take out a 30-year-old New Jersey councilman. If you're just hearing about it, there's a reason why. She's a Republican. If this were a Democrat, an African-American Democrat congressman assassinated, it would be, we would ignore the balloon. We'd ignore everything. It would be the only story we talked about. And another story I want to get to that I don't quite get. I don't quite get why no one's talking about it. Cops in California shot dead an amputee, a guy with no legs. He was trying to hobble away from them, but, and he had a knife, but they just unloaded on him, killed him, and he's black. And I haven't heard word one about it. I'll, we'll tell you more about that story. We have, we, have, we have a great overreaction to Tom Brady's retirement, and we got to get to my favorite story, my favorite story of the week. Don Lemon yelling, berating his co-host, on this new morning show, I, as you know, I check the show out every day for laughs. I'm, I'm, I'm having my coffee, getting ready to do the show, and I, I'm flipping around. I'm watching Newsmax. I'm watching my friend Rob Finity on Newsmax, and I'm watching uh, Fox and Friends, and I'm watching Don Lemon. And it's a, and as we know, the show it's Don Lemon in the middle wearing some ridiculous, you know, outfit. One day he had a hoodie under a sport coat. The next day he was dressed all in white. All in white looked like some kind of futuristic thing. And he's got two women, one Poppy Harlow on one side, Caitlin Collins on the other. There's no chemistry. It's an awful show, like every show on CNN. The ratings were terrible. CNN overall had their worst ratings in nine years. And Don Lemon's coming unglued, and he's yelling at his co-hosts. And apparently uh, they can't work together anymore. The, the co-host, Caitlin Collins, was missing for a couple days early this week. And today, no Don Lemon. I checked it out. And boy, the girls looked happy without seeing Don there. We'll get to all that uh, and much, much more on today's Callahan Show. But first, are the Biden administration's New Year's goals of tax and spend and turn a blind eye to inflation at odds with your goals of securing your savings when you've finally had enough of the games government is playing with your savings and retirement, diversify into gold with Birch Gold. I know I'm tired of my money being impacted by stupid decisions by leaders in Washington. For over 5,000 years, gold has withstood inflation, geopolitical turmoil, and stock market crashes. And here's the great news. You can still get it. In fact, you can own gold and silver and a tax-sheltered retirement account. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or a 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text the code word Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. With almost 20 years experience converting IRAs and 401ks into precious metals IRAs, Birch Gold can help you. Protect yourself with gold today by texting Jerry to the number 989898. 
With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews. Secure your future with gold. Start today with a free info kit. There's zero obligation to make this request. Just text Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, to 989898. I, this was just comical. This was just hilarious. The If you missed it, there were some really over-the-top theatrical performances on the floor of the house yesterday. And it just, it just made me ask the question I always ask of my Democrat friends, Democrat family members, is this what you voted for? You're, you're all in on, on uh, AOC and Rashida Tlaib and Cori Bush and Ayanna Presley, these radical extremist theater children, these, these, these actresses, performing for the cameras. Uh, the, the story to me is very simple. It doesn't even, I mean, the, the, usually there's some, you know, there's some nuance. There's, it's complicated. Not in this case. Under Nancy Pelosi, who ruled the House with an iron fist, uh, a number of Republicans were kicked off committees and they were kicked off all committees. That would be Paul Gozar because he tweeted out some cartoon about him as, be, as some kind of anime character flying through the air and slaying Biden and slaying AOC. It was a joke, obviously. And they used it and said it was a threat to AOC. Everything's a threat to AOC. Don't forget her life was in danger on January 6th, even though she wasn't in the Capitol. (laughs) And not only did she think they were going to murder her, she thought they were going to rape her. She was going to get raped and murdered, even though she wasn't in the building anyway. And we know she talks about threats to her life constantly. We got threats. We do have a death threat to a congresswoman, a guy pleading guilty and being sentenced, but it wasn't AOC. It was Marjorie Taylor Greene, but we'll get to her. So, so the new House takes over. Kevin McCarthy's the speaker. And of course, uh, he's going to do what Nancy did. It was unprecedented when Nancy did. It was un- unnecessary. I mean, she kicked Gozar and Marjorie Taylor Greene off their committees. Then... Even more egregious, when they put together the sham January 6th committee, she kicked Jim Banks and Jim Jordan off the committee, basically depriving us of real hearings. I mean, it wasn't a real committee with real hearings because everybody on it was on the same side. There were no dissenting voices. There were no debate. You weren't allowed to ask about Ray Epps or the FBI because you had those two Trump-hating stooges, uh, Liz Cheney and uh, Adam Kinzinger on there who were just, who were in lockstep with the Trump-hating Democrats. So it wasn't really a real committee or real hearings. She just kicked them off because she didn't like them. That's the kind of power she had. And of course, the media didn't say a word. Didn't, they're no big deal. So Republicans take over and Kevin McCarthy has no choice. He has to do this. His base demands it. His membership demands it. He kicks off Adam Swalwell, I mean, Adam, Adam Schiff, a congenital liar, kicks off Eric Swalwell. They kicks them off the foreign, uh, I mean, the intelligence committee, Eric Swalwell, who's was sleeping with a Chinese spy, can't have him on there, God knows. And he kicks Elon Omar, a virulent anti-Semite, an America-hating ingrate, a, uh, a refugee from Somalia who comes to this country, has everything handed to her, given to her by this country, and never misses the opportunity to take a dump on this country. Just a detestable, loathsome character who has no business on the Foreign Relations Committee, of course. So he kicks her off, naturally. He has to. He has no choice. To me, we're sitting here debating what she said. She, she, you know, she said uh, anti-Semitic things. She, she dismissed 9-11 as some people did something. Ugh. And, you know, we talk about Schiff lying for three years about the Russia hoax, lying to the, to the country over and over again, dragging the country through that thing just to hurt Trump. We talk about Swalwell and the Chinese, uh, the Chinese spy. None of that matters. We don't need, you don't need reasons. The reason is Nancy did it. Why can't we just say that and leave it at that? I, I really don't understand why we have to even waste our time debating what she did. This, you want you want a reason why they're, you're, she's kicked off the Foreign Relations Committee? Talk to Nancy. Nancy's still there. She's up back, probably taking a nap, having a drink. Talk to Nancy. She did it, so McCarthy had to do it. 
You want to change the precedent? Good. Talk about doing that. But now, of course, he has to kick these these sleazy, scummy, lying Democrats off their committees. He doesn't even kick them off all committees, which is what Nancy did. He didn't do enough. But they sit there and they debate what she said and what a small will do and how to shift. I mean, and then they go on CNN and they, they lie and spin. But who cares? They did it. Of course, we have to retaliate, period. But anyway, we know there's good reason to kick these people off, of course. Uh, you know, Marjorie Taylor Greene got kicked off all committees for doing exactly what Elon Omar did of saying something anti-Semitic. Uh, years ago, exact same thing. And then they sit there and scream about racism and sexism and misogyny and xenophobia. And you're going, what? Uh, I guess they're playing to their base, which is basically really stupid people, people who just, you know, vote Democrat automatically. And they're not really paying attention to the, uh, to the details. Elon Omar tweeted that Israel hypnotized the world called Israel evil. And then she went on CNN and said she didn't know that was a trope. She didn't know that saying Jews were money grubbing or Jews were money hungry was a trope, was a slur. So she's not only an anti-Semite, she's a liar. Obviously, she's a flat out liar. But anyway, it was good for one thing. It was good to watch these lunatics in action, watch these lying frauds put on a performance. It was like watching a high school play. You're thinking, you got to tone it down a little. You got to, you got to rein it in. They went so far over the top. It became impossible to make a meme out of it. I mean, there were many memes. Trust me. I've seen them of Rashida Tlaib at AOC, but the, the actual performance, the actual speeches were even funnier. Uh, What do you want to start with? We have both Tlaib and AOC. Uh, I think uh, we start with Talib and uh, end with okay. the preacher AOC. <laughs> the, the preacher, right? You think it's like watching I don't know, you know, Sharpton or Louis Farrakhan or some crazy preacher, and they're actually doing the thing in the audience where they're yelling, "Yeah, yeah!" and they're clapping and they're mm-hmm. and and the whole thing is just it's just noise. I mean, it's just it, it, it's just a performance. But let's start with Talib because she was the only one, as far as I know. By the way, Ayanna Presley, my crackpot congresswoman, she's got to pick up her game. You got to step up the game, Ringo. You want to make Ringo. <laughs> you want to make the news. Yeah, the, the she's Ringo. She's the most uh, irrelevant member of the Beatles of the of the squads. But she's trying. You know, she's trying. She occasionally lies about the cops or lies about racism just to get on, just to keep up with the other lunatics in the squad. But Rashida Tlaib, another anti-Semite, by the way, uh, goes uh, to the floor of the House and does a speech, like two-minute speech, and just falls apart. She ends up fake crying because a congresswoman who hates Israel, hates the U.S., is not going to be on the Foreign Relations Committee because Kevin McCarthy did exactly what Nancy Pelosi did and kicked off uh, the extremist member kicked off the committee and is allowing her to be on other committees and make more money and all that. But that was not good enough. According to this nut job, it's all racism, sexism, and and anti whatever Muslim, you know, Islamophobia. Go ahead. Let's listen. Censor Congresswoman Omar in the same week, they introduced a bill to ban federal employees from engaging in censorship. Where are the free speech warriors today? The hypocrisy is obvious to the American people. You are showing who you all are, really. (laughs) The gentlewoman's time has expired. Will not be silenced. The gentlewoman's time has expired. Omar, I am so sorry that our country is failing you today through this chamber. You belong. The gentlewoman is no longer recognized, and the, the gentleman from Mississippi is recognized. Why do they do this? Uh, why can't they shut the mic off after two minutes? They sit there and they scream. She cries. She says, I'm so sorry. Our country's doing this to you. First of all, she hates this country. She calls her sis. <laughs> sis. And she says she's a beautiful black. Is she black? A beautiful black woman. I mean, just insane. So if you 
disagree or if you despise, like I do, a person that came from Somalia, she left a refugee camp in Kenya, came here and has everything handed to her. Hell, she even got her brother in the country by marrying him. No, no, you know, charge of immigration fraud. We just let it slide because it'd be Islamophobic to charge her with immigration fraud. This woman hates this country. So I hate her and everyone should hate her. But there's nothing more disgusting to me, nothing more repellent than an ingrate who's in Congress and never misses a chance to just dump on this country. And this is her sis saying the country has let her down. Jesus, that's just vile. But they were all topped, as usual, by uh, John Lennon. That would be the leader of the squad, AOC, uh, and, uh, and her performance, which, again, if you know what happened, if you know the facts, if you know the details, it seems even more just ridiculous, absurd, hysterical that this woman did this. We know it has nothing to do with Ray. We know they did the same thing to Schiff and Swalwell. Two other w- women of color, right? So they do it to two white guys and one woman of color. And suddenly McCarthy and the Congress and the Republicans are racist, sexist, uh, xenophobic, and Islamophobic. But they just did it to Schiff and Swalwell. So it kind of the argument falls apart. If you're if this is a you know a, a class and she's a student. You just say, you get, you get an F for this, honey. <laughs> You're wrong about everything. But the facts don't matter because she is waving her arms and, and she's got the fake accent going again, too. She's doing the Southern preacher thing today. She's the got girl the- from uh, Westchester, <laughs> the little, little uh, middle-class kid from Westchester went to BU. She's doing mm-hmm. the Southern preacher thing because her friend got kicked off one committee. Let's <laughs> watch this absolute insane over-the-top performance from uh, Sandy Cortez. Go ahead. Don't tell me that this is about an abdic- a condemnation of anti-Semitic remarks when you have a member of the Republican caucus who, have, who has talked about Jewish space lasers and, and an entire amount of tropes and also elevated her to some of the highest committee assignments in this body. This is about targeting women of color in the, in the United States of America. Don't tell me because I didn't get a single apology when my life was threatened. Thank you. Of course, she makes it about herself. <laughs> she's got both arms going. She's got Corey Bush behind her and a few other frauds cheering. Uh, and then she says, I didn't get an apology when my life was threatened. Again, she's referring to a cartoon, an anime thing that somebody put together where Paul Gozar is like slaying dragons. And one of the dragons is Biden and one's AOC or whatever. I don't even know the, the I don't know my anime, but it was silly. It was nothing. Uh, but we do have news on the death threat front for uh, young, spunky, feisty female congresspersons, people, women. Uh, there is real threats. This is yesterday. This is a story from yesterday. The Associated Press, Syracuse, New York, Dateline. A New York man has pleaded guilty to making threatening phone calls to Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene. Federal prosecutors announced Joseph Morelli, 51, admitted to threatening to harm Green in several March 22 uh, calls to her Washington office, the U.S. attorney said in a news release. In one, mo- in one voicemail message, according to prosecutors, Morelli said, quote, I'm going to hurt you. Physically, I'm going to harm you. In another, he threatened to, quote, pay someone 500 bucks to take a baseball bat and crack your skull. In a third call, Morelli said he would, quote, make sure that even if they lock me up, someone's going to get you because I will pay them to. First of all, he did this on a voicemail. (laughs) Boy, tough to crack this case. Secondly, it was Brian Brian Walsh did it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Brian Walsh level criminal genius. Secondly, I didn't hear Marjorie Taylor Greene crying and screaming about this. I didn't see a word about this on CNN this morning or MSNBC. He's threatening to crack her skull and kill her. Um, Usually, almost always, when you hear these people, any public figure complain about death threats, they're lying. Here's my rule, the Callahan rule. If they say they're getting death threats and they're looking for sympathy or looking for understanding, 
ask this question, ask this question, can we see them? Because if you want to get sympathy, if you want to uh, you know, make it clear that you were indeed threatened, you think you would show them the threats. If they don't show you the threats, whether they're tweets or texts or calls, if they don't show them to you, then they probably didn't happen. That's the way it is now. And Twitter death threats aren't real death threats. This thing's a real death threat. An actual guy saying, I'm going to crack your skull with a baseball bat. Uh, and AOC's whining about an anime cartoon. She's such a freaking fraud. And this is such a joke. I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, if you're whoever, the leader of the party, Hakeem Jeffries, I guess I do know why, but wouldn't someone think about pulling aside the squad members and saying, listen, we don't want to waste this. There are times when we use racism. We use it a lot. And, you know, when they make decisions, when we lose debates, when we lose votes, sometimes we need to save that racism card, that race card. This is such an absurd stretch to say it's racism and it's a women of color and they're picking on the women that you think you got to do a better job of picking your spots. If you're AOC or Ayanna Presley, no one believes you. No one thinks this is racism. They just did it to Schiff and Swalwell. They did it to Gozar and MT, MTG and, and, and Banks and, and Jordan. So should she be different? Should this woman, should this uh, anti-Semite be on the Foreign Relations Committee just because she's a woman of color? Of course not. So I don't think, I mean, I, it doesn't matter to them. They'll use racism every day on everything but it just doesn't apply, you know, it just doesn't apply, which is a good, uh, good transition. Let's get to this, which is so bizarre to me. I'm, I'm, I'm really, I got a couple of questions that I'm struggling with here in these next couple stories. This one happened yesterday. It broke yesterday, I believe early yesterday. We never got to it yesterday. And then I figured, you know, I'll watch the news. I'll read up. It'll be everywhere. We'll get all kinds of details. Maybe we'll get an arrest. Instead, we got nothing. Nothing. Here's the story. I think I have this right. This is in the New York Post. This is out of New Jersey. Sayerville, New Jersey. Councilwoman Eunice Dumfor was gunned down outside her home late Wednesday, crashing her car after being repeatedly shot while behind the wheel. Uh, Dumfor, 30, was found dead in her white Nissan SUV after it crashed near the Kamala Del Lamar apartment complex in Sayreville. The Republican Congress uh, councilwoman was found with multiple gunshot wounds and pronounced dead at the scene. Um, Tom for her walk, worked for a Nigerian-based church group, appeared to be the intended target, authorities told the media. Uh, some locals told RLS Media that a gunman was spotted racing off toward the Garden State Parkway. No other details were given. She's a young, first-term Republican congresswoman, 30 years old, black, gunned down, assassinated in her car. And what I just read to you is all we got. <laughs> I know it's a dumb question. I know it's an obvious question, but can you imagine if this were a Democrat, do you think uh, Joe Scarborough would have Reverend Al on right now screaming about this? Do you think maybe CNN, do you think the New York Times might have this uh, above the fold splashed across a young black uh, councilwoman and working for a church? And look at her. She's, she's, she's 30. She's got a big smile. She looks like she's full of life. She's dead. She's assassinated. And I do think. I hope they will solve this. I do hope, think they will have a suspect in custody soon. That's my guess, and we'll know a lot more. But a politician's literally assassinated. And I'm going to guess most people listening to me right now didn't hear word one about it. It's just amazing. The difference in the R next to your name and the D to the media. If this were a D, the media would be obsessing over it to no end. It would all be about race. They'd be waiting for a white gunman, a white assassin, and then they could use it. And then, and then Joe Biden or Kamala Harris would be at the funeral. And then Al Sharpton would be doing the eulogy. And we would be spending days and days talking about systemic racism and white supremacy. But 
She happens to have an R next to her name, which means she was smart and, uh, and, and bold. She's got courage to be a young black woman in New Jersey and uh, be a Republican takes guts. And uh, apparently for, I'm, I'm, I'm dying to find out what the reason, what the motivation was, but I guess we'll have to dig and look and rely on the New York post and maybe Newsmax and Fox news to get some details. Cause the media saw that R and they just moved on. And another thing, <laughs> get to this one. I've had this in front of me, this story, and I, I don't know where to go with it. I've had it for a couple of days. I'm looking at uh, a story from uh, Fox 11 in Los Angeles. And again, I ask, I'll ask you, Ironhead, you've been away for a few days. You've been busy. Yep. You know, they had some, uh, some work there down in South Carolina. Some of the toilets were clogged at the, yep. uh, at the uh, South Carolina radio stations. So they sent uh, Ironhead down. He's a resourceful guy to fix the problem. They're working beautifully now, too. Did you get everything fixed? The toilets, the water running okay down there yep. now? The hot water is now hot again. It's not lukewarm, so we're good. Excellent. Excellent. I knew you would. I had faith in you. Uh, uh, Matante, he was okay. You know, he was, he was Matante, but uh, I don't think he <laughs> quite uh, had the, uh, pushed all the right buttons the way you do, but, uh, you know, he was probably sitting there looking at all the, all the Super Bowl odds and figuring out what bets he's going to make. He's such a degenerate, by the way. I was commending him on all his great picks mm -hmm. in the postseason. He's 11 and one. He says, yeah, but I, I went one and eight on NBA games last night. I know nothing about the NBA. <laughs> so he's rolling. He's got, he's making money. He's kicking ass in, in the NFL picks, but he can't help himself. He needs to bet on something. So now he's losing all his winnings on betting on NBA games. But this story, I got so many questions. God knows we talked a lot about, uh, Tyree Nichols and what went on in Memphis. I think so far that's been covered from all angles and we've discussed, you know, the, the insanity of these people calling it white supremacy and racist and the corruption in the, in the police department and the, in the, the problem with diversity and defunding the police. We, we, I think we analyzed it from all angles. Hell, we, we even broke down and analyzed the funeral yesterday. How come no one's asking questions about this? Uh, again, Fox 11 in L.A. Loved ones are demanding justice for Anthony Lowe, a man in a wheelchair who was armed with a knife when police in Huntington Park shot him to death. On January 26th, Huntington Park police responded to a stabbing when they found when officers found Lowe, who had both his legs amputated, they saw the 36 year old man armed with a butcher knife as police tried to detain Lowe. Officers used a taser on the double amputee twice. Uh, Fox 11 obtained cell phone video of the scene showing the moments where police drew their guns on the man with no legs. In the video, police are pulling up to low. Police say just he had just dismounted his wheelchair and allegedly stabbed someone, leaving that person in critical condition. Officers claim Lowe threatened to advance and throw the knife at them. And that was when the officers shot him, killing the double amputee. His family says he was shot in the back and he, he was distraught over losing both his legs in the condition could not have been a real threat in, in the condition. He could not have been a real threat to the officers. Okay. I'm willing to listen. We're looking at the video right now. I'm willing to listen. Is he such a threat of throwing that knife that you had to shoot him? He's literally hobbling down the sidewalk with his back to the officers. And again, he stabs someone. They're in critical condition. He's a bad guy. He's a crazy guy. He's a violent guy. But why are the media not going crazy over this? Do you have any theories, Ironhead? Because I'm at a loss. And, and I'm willing to defend the cops if, you know, if there's a reason here. I'm willing to look at all angles. But um, why is Tyree Nichols racism and white supremacy and police brutality and the need to reform the whole system. Where's the media on this? I don't get it. What am I missing? Uh, he probably wouldn't, he, he's probably not, you know, photogenic enough to put on the news. Maybe he's black. he has no legs. He's literally hobbling down the sidewalk on his stumps when they shoot him. And I think one of the cops, if I'm correct, is white, right? Yep. It's hard to tell. They're all geared up. Yeah. One of them's white. Is that a woman? 
Maybe that's why. And one of them is black. <laughs> yeah, it's, I, I think it's just a black just, guy. Uh, I mean, I'll be curious. Maybe they'll get to it. Maybe they've been busy trying to fan the flames of racial strife in Memphis, and they haven't had time to uh, blow this thing up. But it just, I, I've had it on my screen. I'm looking at the video, and I'm saying, how is this not the biggest story in the world? But uh, I guess not. Maybe the cops thought he would take that knife and fling it at them and kill them. But I don't know. It seemed like you maybe could have de-escalated de- 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 a little bit. But all right, let's get to my favorite story of the day, my favorite story of the week. We'll do Shay, and then we'll do. Uh, we'll tell you about the uh, the chaos on the morning show. My wife is really into this show, the morning show on. I think it's on Apple TV. It's a mm-hmm. sitcom about a morning cable news show or morning uh, network news show. It's got all kinds of stars. She loves it. My daughter loves it. I haven't really watched it, but it can't be better than this. It can't be better than, uh, what's it called? CNN this morning or some real catchy name. Don Lemon, Poppy Harlow, and Caitlin Collins. And the kids aren't getting along. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down. Shea Concrete, they got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. Uh, if you missed it, you know, CNN blew things up. They got a new guy, Chris Light. He's trying to save CNN as their going under, they're drowning, their ratings are horrible, worst in nine years. So they made some changes. They pulled Don Lemon off the night where he failed miserably and put him in the mornings. And they surrounded him with two women, Poppy Harlow. They used to be, Caitlin Collins was the uh, Washington bureau chief. She was a star on the rise. They put her there with Don Lemon. He's in the middle. The focus is on him, but uh, he's terrible. As we know, he's a dummy He's, he's just, he's just not very bright. He can't do it. He can't handle, he doesn't have what it takes to carry a show. But as we know, he's gay, he's black, he's, he's, uh, he's obnoxious. Um, So he uh, is, I guess you can't fire him, can't get rid of him. So they put him in the mornings. And I talked about this, I think once or twice and how it just isn't, there's no chemistry. There's a little tension. Well, it boiled over. This is from the New York Post. Tensions on the set of CNN this morning have boiled over with Don Lemon's allegedly screaming, that's a quote, at co-host Caitlin Collins off camera during an ugly December incident that left the cast and crew rattled. According to two sources with knowledge of the situation, the 56-year-old Lemon looks pretty good for 56. He's that old? Oh, my God. Approached 30, I know he's 56 and he's still putting his hands in bartender's pants. I mean, time to grow up there, Don. Uh, He approached 30-year-old Collins following a show and unloaded on her in front of staffers as he accused her of interrupting him on the air. Quote, Don screamed at Caitlin, who was visibly upset and ran out of the studio. News of the explosive incident made its way up to CEO Chris Licht who said to have been appalled by Lemon's behavior. A second source said a producer talked to Lemon and told the anchor to take the next day off to cool off. Well, it's been a little uneven. He's missed some days. Caitlin's missed some days. She's been on the road. They're not together anymore, I hate to say. First, Tom and Giselle, and now Don and Caitlin. It's, it's sad. But this pisses me off for one reason. She should be interrupting you, stupid. There's no energy on the set. There's no, there's no chemistry. You need interruptions to make it sound natural and conversational. That's what you need, stupid. I know you don't know anything about TV and ratings and getting viewers, but Caitlin Collins, was, she, she had it right. 
And I'm sure, and, and they said they have the same agent. And one day Don Lemon left the show to go meet with his agent. And she, the agent represents her too. And she met with, uh, had like, had lunch with, uh, uh, no, they had a, they had a lunch to cool things off. Don sat with his agent the whole time and Caitlin sat with Poppy, which means the two girls are teaming up and against Don. To me, if I'm CNN, I send out press releases. I send this story everywhere. I say, check it out, man. We got tension. <laughs> we got tension in the air. I turned in, tuned in this morning expressly to see if they were on together. They're not. It was just the two girls. Don wasn't there. So this thing has fallen apart. There will be no show very soon. They'll blow the whole thing up. In, instead of taking advantage of this, I hate when people say they, they, try to, they try to praise a show or compliment a host for not interrupting. When viewers like interruptions, despite what they say, when you see viral video of shows, whether it's Stephen A. Smith with whoever or, or Skip, and, uh, Skip and Shannon Sharp or, or, uh, or even you know, Fox, uh, even The Five with them, with Greg Gutfeld and Geraldo, when the viral clips make the rounds, what do they show? They show fights. They show tension. They show interruptions. Viewers like it. Even if they say they don't, they like it. So you should go back to work, Don, and fight it out. That's what you should do. All right. We got to wrap this up with uh, what else? What else? Uh, <laughs> Joe Biden. Every day. Isn't this great? Every day we either had Joe or Kamala. One or the other says something so unbelievably stupid that everybody uh, has a look at it and has a laugh and everybody plays it. Everybody just shakes their head. But there was a grain of truth in this, by the way. I want to defend him. Let's play it. This is Joe Biden bragging about how many women, because as we know, nothing matters to Joe, nothing matters to this administration, but how many boxes you can check women whether you're women or you know, uh, African-American or gay or trans or whatever, non-binary, those are the only things that matter. Competence doesn't matter, as we see with Kamala and with cringe Jean-Pierre every day. All that matters is they don't have a penis. At least we don't think so. Let's listen. Go ahead, Joe. More than half the women in my cabinet, more than, more than half the people in my cabinet, more than half the women in, the, in my administration are women. <laughs> There it is. More than half the women in his administration are women. And initially he was getting mocked, ridiculed, but, but let's be honest. We're not sure about that. I would say he's about right. Half the women are women and the other half are Rachel Levine and Sam Brinton. (laughs) Right. I think so. Yeah. Does that make sense? I think he accidentally told the truth. Uh, But uh, I guess Sam Brinton's gone and he was a, Whatever he was, non-binary. A lot of but baggage. Is <laughs> a man pretending to be a woman? Should she count? I think he nailed it right there. More than half the women in his administration are women. But uh, <laughs> leave it to Joe to give us a laugh to wrap up the week. That will do it. Two big, one big announcement. One big announcement uh, is uh, Ironhead's back. He, he solved the problems. He fixed all the uh, issues in uh, South Carolina. But sure next did. week, if you are uh, watching us on locals that's we're going that's going to be for our subscribers we used to do a friday show just for subscribers now we do a friday show for everybody now that we're in the newsmax network the the newsmax family and by the way call your congressman write you write a and t cancel your direct tv they are screwing newsmax we've gone over this before but it's serious what they're doing this is flat out censorship we got to get newsmax back on direct tv but uh, here's what we're going to do for our subscribers. We're going to do this show on Locals. You can watch us. You can comment. We are going to have some added features. We're still working that out. We're going to do some overtime shows, maybe some uh, extra segments, extra shows with Q&As, with comments, with interaction for our subscribers. If you want to subscribe, if you haven't already, go to callahan.locals.com. Yes, Do I have that right, Ironhead? Yes. Basically, uh, if you like watching us live, join Locals because that's going to be the only way to do it. If, if you want to watch us live, you can go to Locals and sign up. If not, you can get it where all where you get all your uh, podcasts 
Uh, and you can find us on Newsmax. You can find us on Apple, Spotify, wherever for the audio podcast, but for the video, you got to go to locals. Got it. Got it. All right. Thanks to everyone for watching, for listening, for commenting. Thanks. Ironhead. Good to have you back. Uh, enjoy your weekend, everyone. Watch out for those spy balloons. They're not going anywhere. They're going to keep flooding. Get ready. This is how Red Dawn began. I think I think this is how it all begins. We'll be back Monday and we'll recap. You know, if World War Three starts over the weekend, we'll be here for you to give you uh, all the latest. But that will do it for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. And we'll do it again Monday morning. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.